Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So, so, so what did he say? He then? said that they usually open up the doors an hour before. Yeah. Right, which would be seven. But because it's sold yeah. out 15 minutes earlier... 6.45. So they're going to be in the room an hour and they are, an hour well, 15 minutes? Keen, they'll be there for an hour. Yeah, but it's like... Is that, not a bit t- is that not a bit... In a little room like that, is that not a bit too long I to be sitting in the room? Listen, it's basically, there's a, I've, I've checked out the number of different uh, IPAs on, yeah. uh, down there. People are just going to be like, in a pub, isn't it? They're excited. They're looking forward to Have it. Have a couple of drinks before. Have a couple of pints before. Laughter juice, as we call it. But the trouble is, is so, so, so tonight is uh, we're in the small the studio room in Brighton Comedia mm-hmm. and then next time we're in the main room downstairs but in the main room you've got tables there's a bit more space but when if you get quite a few people in there I don't know I don't think that's that comfortable to be in there for an hour and a quarter yeah. before this is my thinking on it if people are keen yeah well, it's better than leaving them waiting outside yeah I, suppose. I mean not everyone's going to turn up now I could, do you want me to have a little look or to see if anyone's Nah, no. it's fine, it's fine we'll do this it's and then I'll good. go and see how many people are coming in okay sure hello mate you alright hello Oh, yeah, no, you no, you're part, all part of this. It's all, it's all the people that love this. Behind the scenes, mate. <laughs> behind the scenes, unless you're telling us that no one's turned up. <laughs> cool. Hang on, I need to get, we need to get that. Hang on, what's that? There are so many people coming, Mark, to the show. Uh, don't like oh, just, no, don't. Oh, no, everyone, is, everyone at home's going to hear that. Oh, oh, that's, that's, awkward. It, that's embarrassing. <laughs> um, so, what, so what time are you opening up? Oh, that is a carrot. Um, about quarter past. There we go. I told you. I told oh. you that. Yes, yes. So that's 45 minutes before the show. Yeah. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, yeah, lovely. Okay. Great stuff. Thanks, mate. So I had it completely wrong then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> all that nonsense. Anyway, let's do the intro. Hello and welcome to Jokes with Mark Simmons, the podcast where I chat to another comedian about jokes they can't get to work. As always, I am joined in the podcast studio, which is, is that recording? Yeah. Which is... Comedia Brighton. The Comedia Brighton Green Room. Yeah. We are here. It's very exciting. I love this venue. It's it's almost like a home venue for me because I've... Over the years, so wh- so I was actually talking to you about this in the car on the way here, Danny. When I was doing open spots, I did them in London for a bit, and then I realised they're really bad. <laughs> so I, I did a couple in Brighton, and I discovered that the Brighton one, the Brighton community of comedians were very nice and welcoming, and also the people just were more excited that even if it's a rubbishy open mic in some little pub, they st- were still really appreciative. So. I, I could sort of cut my teeth down this way, Danny. And then I started comparing. It's a little bit of my Brighton background. Sean Walsh, 
he was comparing a gig here called Comic Boom, uh, run by Jill Edwards, on, once, once a month on the last Thursday of the month. He stopped doing it, and then she split it between four other comedians. So I was one of those. Mm-hmm. Ramesh Ranganathan, yeah, uh-huh. Paul McCaffrey, yeah, Paul F. Taylor, and we we split them. Uh, and for for a good few years, we all did one a month each. So what is that? Three a year? Three a year? Do the math. Three a year. There's twelve months in a year. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you look really confused then. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah. So so I've been this yeah. So I've I've been gigging here and also the weekend clubs as well. So my um my my sort of history with the the co- comedian at Brighton is that I did a preview here of my first ever hour-long Edinburgh show. I basically made the mistake of allowing it to be reviewed. Oh, you did. So this happens sometimes. So reviewers can't always get to every show in Edinburgh. Or can't be bothered. Or can't be bothered. So sometimes they will ask to come and review a preview. Now, it's a a gamble. It's a effing gamble. Because if it pays off, say you get five stars, Yeah. They will publish it on the first day of the Fringe, yeah, yeah. and that was a really good start. If it's bad, the opposite. It was three stars. It was in the middle. I, I don't, I'd actually argue that three is actually not in the middle. It's higher than the middle. Let me just do the math 2. on that, 2.5 is in the middle. Well, 2.5 would be the middle. So but of course, it, well, at one point, mm. they, it used to be stars singular, one to five, and then this, is this particular publication, I'll name them, Chortle, they started doing half stars, oh, yeah, which yeah. really makes the, it out of 10, doesn't it? So two and yeah, a half okay, would be yes. the middle. You can't actually have a middle in a five star system. Oh, yeah. So if you've got two and a half, it's actually five stars in the 10. So if it, so you could put five stars on your poster, but it isn't really five stars. Have I, you, I'm really confusing you today. <laughs> I don't know. Do, 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 do you get what I mean? It's not really. So if it's a 10 <laughs> star system. Yeah, 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 yeah. 10 stars. And they give you five stars. Yes. You I could put five, five stars, stars on yeah, your poster. Yeah, yeah. I won the Amuse Moose Comedy Award with that show. So, you know, you some people might call it three stars. Other people might call it three and a half. I like how you're putting this stuff in when you know you're editing. So it's definitely going to stay in. My other... My last experience here was when I did um, BYOB back in the Bring summer. Your own baby. Which is probably quite a good thing to talk about as well, isn't yeah, it? As yeah. a, as a, so I people probably a, have no idea about what that is. Well, I had a, a video... Actually, no, I did a couple of videos to do with that because I did one of those shows and I had a video of the room with all the parents and their kids because obviously it's a bit of a nightmare or, or potentially it's a bit of a nightmare. Oh, it's a bit and of a nightmare. And then I turn the camera and it's just me looking scared. So that, I did that. That's right. And didn't that, didn't that kick off go quite go? Yeah, well, quite a bit, yeah, yeah. it did well. I can't remember. I don't know how many views it got. Because the thi- what it is, for those who don't know, it's, uh, it's a show for parents and children under, I think, 10 months. So the idea right. is, is that they can come down... Uh, have a they get you know they, it's an excuse to uh, have a have a have a glass of something or or, or, or a coffee and uh, no one cares if the babies howl. Um, I don't know if my voice has a particular resonance, but um, <laughs> the one I did here it was funny. Like they'd been reasonably chill, yeah. but when I went on, it just flicked a switch, <laughs> really? and you can't hear yourself <laughs> think. It's, See, it, I, I, I wasn't it's, like that. It's, when it's I actually was. a really good exercise in focus and, yeah. and maintaining focus against the odds because it's you know. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It was because uh, I had a, I I had a, in Edinburgh I had a baby heckle me. Did, did you see that video where it, it was really perfectly timed? I was telling a story about a heckle, and always then just as I said heckle, the baby went like that. And uh, is that a good baby? Well, that, uh, it's a nightclub. I thought you were eighteen plus. Oh. Your show? No, no. 
I mean, it's four. It was fourteen plus. Uh-huh. So, but they still brought a baby. But I guess that's allowed because they can't understand what's going on. It's high stakes, though, isn't it? Because if the baby just starts shrieking and there was crying, a bit a d- there was a debate about it, wasn't there? I can't remember. Was it? There was a comedian posted about please don't bring your baby, and then he got loads of stick about it. Uh. But it's one of those things. You've written the show. People are coming and pay, like paying to see this show, and then the baby crying. But to be fair, the, the baby that came in. No, that baby didn't say anything else. Didn't say anything. <laughs> didn't say anything else for the rest of the thing. But I had another couple of babies in. But they always sat at the back and they said, "Do you mind if if it, if they start making a noise, I'll go out." And that's I think that's fair enough. I do you know there's this, there was this baby right and um, just it, it didn't just would not speak. Yeah, so you see uh, this, 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 this child. Yeah, well, this child right grew up. Is this an old joke. What? No, it's a story. It's I know about joke. And there's this baby right wouldn't got one, but obviously babies don't speak. But you know, you get to one year's age, she hasn't said a word. Yeah, two years of age, if you do his joke. still c- couldn't get <laughs> three. They, you know, they got to four years old, still not speaking. They're worried now that this baby's not speaking. And then one day, um, he just goes um, doing dinner. This baby just goes too much salt. Everyone stops. They say, well, "How come you've not said anything?" He goes, "Well, up until now, everything had been okay." <laughs> Is that Jeffro? You've got this Jeffro. You definitely think it's Jeffro. Well, let's talk about uh, that. Can we talk about that? What my my you were best friends with Jeffro for a while, yeah. which was so funny. It was brilliant. It was unusual that actually. How did you? Jeffrey. How did you become uh, best friends gig, with Jeffro? It was a gig down in Cornwall, uh, and you know Jeffro country, of course. Yeah. And uh, Mark Danette booked me for it, and Jeffro was in the audience, and he sort of befriended <laughs> me uh, after the show, having a mm. chat. Yeah. And then he um. He said he was doing a show up in, uh, um, wh- where's that? Essex Way, wasn't it? No, no, it wasn't. Horsham. Right. It was Horsham. And uh, he asked me if I wanted to come and watch it. And uh, I met him. They they get there, got in the Weatherspoons. Yeah. Because the thing about Jethro is he liked to keep the cost down. Right. Even to the, f- the, the fact that they never stayed a night. Yeah, no travel lodges for Jethro and his team. Unlike you know what you lay on, Mark. <laughs> you are. Yeah. yeah, I want you, you bloody. Better no travel lodges on the motorway next to the Seven Bridge for for Jethro. <laughs> they would drive back after no every Toby show. No Toby Carvery. No Toby Carvery <laughs> with with Yorkshire puddings <laughs> with a bad mix. <laughs> they were a joke, them Yorkshire. That's so funny. The um, they would drive back to um Cornwall every after time. every show. Even if he had another one. Yeah, 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 yeah. What? Yeah. But the travel, so. the, pa- so. the petrol would have been there. Craziness, craziness. Wow. But and also here's the other thing they did. They drove in a big van and they took their own PA because if you book into a theatre, they charge you for the use <laughs> of the. And he well, he twigged. Really? Yeah, he twigged that rather than having to pay that, if he bought his own rig, they could just set it up. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And also he had DVDs made, and I think he got his brother-in-law to to um burn them. Burn them. Well, I think we can say it's now the tax man can't get them anymore, can they? No. And he used to so he had this um big DVD operation going on in his house. Yeah. <laughs> All completely uh, off the records, <laughs> right? So it's like breaking bad. And he took me to, and I went to see to do the gig and basically beforehand he walks around the um foyer right and speaks to the audience before does he? he does the show, yeah. Oh, that's nice. And he took me around with him walking him <laughs> around the foyer and it was really very curious and an odd experience, really, to be walking around with Jeffro just for no particular reason. As he was, you know, was he like giving himself. you advice and and things as a young upstart? Well, then at the end, I remember, yeah, he was. He, I remember he took his uh, put his false teeth in as well. <laughs> Never seen anyone that put a dent, <laughs> denty grip onto some false teeth and stick them in your gob before. So he was. He didn't have anything in at all when he when you were. Chatting I guess to at him. some point he must. Yeah, I mean, um, he must have. Um, yeah, you must have not had any teeth in. And then I remember he rang me once and to tell me that um, 
he he said uh, that he actually he was having trouble remembering jokes towards the end. Oh, right, because you know he's getting older. Yeah, he's getting older, yeah. right? And he goes, maybe the trouble is, he goes, their laughing time is your thinking time. Oh, it sounds like a hobbit. I love it. And um, yeah, that's always stuck with me that line. And that's you know the more people laugh, the easier it is for the comedian to think yeah. about what's coming up oh, next. I, but and I, so I've if he was having a gig, that, if he was having yeah. a gig that wasn't going amazingly well, he didn't have enough time to no. recall what was coming this up. This is next. why this is why previews could be quite hard because you're doing jokes that you don't know that well, and if they, they aren't working, you've got to remember the jokes that you don't really know very well much quicker than you would. The opposite. Yeah. So actually really. I hard. mean, Especially previews are really hard as well because I, I think for gag people, it's worse because it's. Because there's no kind of chatting. You, you, if you, you could just keep talking mm. over. Do you know what I mean? But if it, if there's no laughter, yeah. But for the people with jokes, they can't just keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing about previews that's made them tricky. Does that sound like <laughs> I was giving you a cuss? No. Um, I'm, the, je- I'm jealous of it, mate. The, I am. Well, just do a bit of chatting then. Ah, it's not, I can't. The, it wouldn't work because I've had bits where I'm, I, I sort of more normal kind of observational bits. But they don't buy it because they're waiting for the the, mm. the obvious bang. The, the, the other problem with previews is that you're asking people to come and see material that you don't know if it's any good and in the summer months. Because obviously mm. most previews are for Edinburgh yes. in August. So you're basically asking people to come and listen to comedy that might not be very good when you could just be sitting in a beer garden or yeah. having a barbecue. Mm. So it's, it's as opposed to in the winter where people are doing tried and tested stuff, much of an easier sell because it's cold, etc. Right? Yeah. What else did Jeffrey say? Any um, other wisdom? I can't. No more wisdom from Jethro. I can't no. remember anything else that Jethro said. But it was interesting. and um, It's quite surreal that that It happened. was quite surreal. Yeah, it was quite surreal. And um, all Jethro used to do, of course, and this might be a tip for you, mm-hmm. is that set never changed. Year to year to year, set never changed. Right. He just changed the name of the um, tour. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah, he was t- totally <laughs> open about it. Was he? Yeah. Yeah. I remember he did one joke. And um, his shows were quite interesting, actually, because he used to have a singer. Who come on? Who came on first and do covers? Robbie Williams covers. I remember getting them to wave their hands in the air. Right. And then a, peri- That's a couple. Old of and a, yeah. That's and, old then a, and a couple of periods during the show, he would come off and take a break for a minute, and the bloke would come on and do a couple of songs. Probably going to look up the jokes that you can remember. And I remember, right? him, I remember him coming off at, at this particular horseman show, and oh, they're a bit tricky tonight, aren't they? And um, uh, what had they been? Did, had you observed that? I mean, you know, they seem to be. Trouble is, if they're fans of it, they've heard the joke yeah, probably heard 20 or 30 times. I don't yeah. think that's the point of hearing the joke. No. They just want to see Jeff. Then why would they be tough then? I don't know. You know you like it's, You know what it's like. The Depends p- on some gigs. Are, yeah. yeah. And I remember that he did this joke and it was really, it was a, it was a, it was, it was, it was. Distasteful. Bad, no, no, no. Not oh. distasteful. Just, it was about um, a woman who, um, <laughs> let me get this straight. There was a woman who was turning down everybody in a bar. Right. Uh, and then finally this person came come, came in with a full sigh. And uh, the full sigh, like, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it fell glass out. Eye, yeah. Glass eye. Hang on. No, no, she had a glass eye. Right? She had, the woman in this pub, in this, what, in this what? joke. <laughs> okay. She had a glass eye, right? Yeah. And loads of people are trying to, t- are trying to uh, you know, chirps her. Mm. N- not interested. And then yeah. this... Um, Glass Ivers falls out yeah. across the bar, yeah. and a bloke gets it. I might have even been Jethro in this joke. He catches the eye, right? Yeah. Like, and then and he goes up and she says, "And she let me give her a portion because that was always his term for." Right, for a, I think right, it was a portion. portion. I have to check. I think, yeah, yeah, I think that, that was the term. Right. She let me give you a portion, and I asked her 
how come I could give you a portion and no one else could? And she went, well, I've always liked a man that can catch my eye. I knew that was, yeah, that's great. And the bloke, that's the tour right. manager that's turned so to me, the tour manager, I was standing yeah. by say, turned to me, he just looked at me and he just goes, I can't believe he gets away with this shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, what Oh, the story. other thing he told oh. me as well, another one, I've, is that how he made it, you know, he made it big on the train don't stop, um, the train don't stop Camborne Wednesday. That's his really famous joke. Right. It's a long piece, right? Yeah. And that made his, that's, that launched his career. And, he, and it, was, it was on the Des O'Connor show, I think, right? Yeah. And what it was is, I, th- I remember him telling me that someone hadn't turned up or something. So he was being asked to do more material. And he was doing more materials expecting. So eventually he had to do this long joke about the train, train don't stop Camborne Wednesdays right. or Thursdays, whatever ah. the day. Don't. And, it, and that they, that was the bit they used, yeah, and that's the bit that launched his career. And he said it was really just luck. I mean, literally millions of people would have been watching that. Cause, yeah, oh cause yeah, only back three in the day. channels, back in the day. So it was one of those sort of um, t- shows you, you know, making it. There's a lot of chance and magic involved. Yeah. If he, someone hadn't turned up, he wasn't required to do that extra piece. Mm. That was the piece that caught fire, and he might he wasn't intended and to do it. And he'd redo that joke with him, and as people would want to hear it. Oh yeah, oh really? yeah. Brilliant. But that's an interesting thing about com- comedy, isn't it? Is that you, 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 okay. I went to see a concert once and it was um, Lou Reed. Mm. Well, it was actually a, a festival and uh, in the Isle of Wight. And Lou Reed, he didn't do Perfect Day, right? Right. And I remember uh, uh, Coldplay were closing after him. And I remember Chris Martin goes, Well, Lou Reed didn't do it, so I guess we'll have to. And then they did Perfect right. Day. But the idea is if you go and see like Oasis and they didn't. Was he do annoyed with him? Was he like, was it a dig? Sort of, I think. Yeah, interesting. But, th- but that's another but thing. You know, this comes back to what we were saying last week about if someone doesn't, or two weeks ago, if someone doesn't do very well on stage and you're comparing, do you acknowledge <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah. Because he, what he's doing there, he's going, yeah, we know. And that's getting the audience on, on side. On side, yeah. I guess he, exactly was already, he was already in a helicopter, Lou Reed. I think he was in a really bad mood for some reason. I think oh, maybe he was really? in a yeah. bad mood. But not doing perfect days is real. Is I mean, really if, if you're not going to do yeah, because he's done right. that on purpose. Yeah, oh, yeah, I think I think if, you don't, if you're Lou Reed and you don't sing perfect day, it's not like you've forgotten. Yeah, you're yeah, making yeah, a point, yeah, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the, so with music, if you went and see your favourite band and like Oasis and they didn't do Wonderwall, mm. you'd be like, fuck, they didn't do Wonderwall. But with comedians, it's not really the same, except when you get to a certain level... Yeah, I remember. I I always a certain level of joke. Mickey Flanagan. People used to to shout at him. Do the do the dressing gown bit. Oh, that was you know. Out out was being or or out out for example. uh, Like when I went to watch Rod Gilbert in his this was before he was really well known. He in his encore he did the um, luggage handle bit. Which yeah. I'm so glad he did because I loved it. I'd, I'd watched it a million times and I still really loved it. And also, it. say if you've taken a mate with you and you want mm. them to do that, when they start doing a bit, you'll give them a little dick. This is the yeah, bit yeah, I, want, yeah. I wanted you to see. And yeah. But that is a certain level of sort of fandom, isn't it? That generally. Have I ever told you that I, I went to watch, this was when I was literally first started comedy. I went, I, wanted, I went to watch everything and I went to watch Jimmy Carr at the Golbenkian Theatre. No, I went to watch him at, in Folkestone at the least of all and it was great but there was this really drunk person there and it did derail the whole show mm. i then had tickets to, to go with my brother to watch jimmy a month later same show and i remember the joke i really liked and he was about to start that joke so i nudged my brother like you just mm-hmm. said and jimmy Carr went what are you doing i was like oh no oh, really yeah yeah because i was on the front row and then i said to to jimmy Carr. um 
oh, I, I came to watch your show in Folkestone and I, I like this joke. And he went, you came to see the show again? And then he made a joke about thanks for the money because obviously I paid for two tickets. And then I said, yeah, but there was that, there was a really drunk heckler and it was awful. And he, he as a com- comedian, now I now know, he just would have gone, he knows what he's doing with that. And he went, it was awful, as in took the show was awful. And then they, that got a laugh. And then I said, no. And he said, oh, because you've seen the show already, I'll give you another joke from my next tour. So he'd already started writing the next tour and he gave us a joke. And it's quite a, quite a dodgy one. Go on. Um, public service announcement. This joke has been deemed not worth the hassle. Supposed to suck your dick. Bloody hell. Anyway. We've done 25 minutes here. Anyway, I said we shouldn't do too long because we've got a show to do now, yeah. but we better, we better, well, we've got a brilliant guest. We've got a brilliant guest on. This is, a, so last week we had Tanya Moore on and we recorded it in my hotel room in Cardiff at the Glee Club. And then two hours later, I recorded this one with Eric McElroy in my hotel room in Cardiff. Uh, I think we just People get cracking. start talking. Here he is. Do, 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 do. I've got the laptop out. That's what I like to see. I like to see a notepad or a laptop. And you're a laptop i I'm a, I am now all on the laptop. Are you? So you don't Pretty do anything much. on notepads at all now? I think I I've got some. Yeah. I they are on my desk or near my desk at home. Um they haven't really been touched a lot. Yeah. They end up being more to do lists because I've given up on electronic to do lists because I I get overwhelmed. So now I have yes. a paper to do list, but if I am writing <laughs> material, that goes into a computer. Excellent. I, I tend to put my to do list on my notes and then other notes go on top of it. Yeah. And then I lose them. So then I have to do another <laughs> one. So I never actually u- use the to do list. It has to be separate. You can't yeah, ever like make jokes so. in the same place you put I've got to-do. a couple of big um, flip chart things. I think I'm going to start making more use of those at home. I'm going, yeah. to have, I'm going to have one with all new ideas on it and the other a to-do list. I like, uh, I, I always think about Angela Barnes because she said that she thinks of ideas in the shower Does and she? then she got a special pen that she could write on the wall of the shower. No, that really? you know, that you, I, I would assume you have to make sure it washes off. Yeah, and yeah. Then oh, but not too gets, easily. <laughs> yeah, and then she gets inspired. She makes a note on there and, oh. then, uh, and then, you know, gets out of the shower and writes it all down. How long are her showers? I don't know. <laughs> Blimey. I guess with, I, the en- with the energy crisis, maybe not as long now. Yeah. I, I find that when I lie down in the day, like if I'm going to nap, mm. I come up with ideas a lot then, ah. where, where my brain just switches off and it just allows everything to process. Yeah. But that's annoying because you, you just can't sleep then because you keep thinking of ideas. But that's a good thing. And then yeah. I just write it on my phone. So you go straight in. So what, what have you got? What, what, what is this? Straight up, first up. Well, I thought I, 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 thought I would... Um, I was thinking about, I've got a couple, I've got a long routine uh, about me buying drugs. Okay. And Is that I've, the one you did yesterday? I did it. You, you saw, yes. you might have yeah, seen yeah, yeah. I saw half of it. So there's two, there's two parts of it that, uh, that are bugging me. So I thought uh, maybe we could, I would talk yeah, about those. Yeah, Cause overall good. I like it. I mean, it's almost mm. a 10 minute bit, which is long in a club set. Yeah. I was thinking it's got a nice callback at the end, doesn't it? As in the last bit of your set is referring back to it, isn't it? Yeah. So it's, I can, but, it, but yeah, the, the, but it bugs me if there's not, you know, you want it to pop all along the way and yes. there's just, and there's two bits that aren't popping. So I thought we could talk about that. Um, the one is where at the beginning, because I have to establish so the, the, the material is based on me being a person who's a little bit geeky, in yep. case you can't tell based on my voice. <laughs> I'm not a big drug person, which is a, you know, a thing that, so I have to set up the fact that comics are known generally for being druggies, or they mm. used to be. Um, I'm not somebody who ever feels yeah, the you risk. You to... told everybody that I was on coke last <laughs> night. <laughs> they have to imply that. Um, we all know you are. Uh, 
And then, you know, that I'm a geeky person who never even gets offered drugs or barely does. Yeah. So I have to go through all these things to kind of set up the context of me mm. actually buying drugs, which I do. That's all getting laughs on the way. It's getting laughs on the way. Because you don't look like you should be. So uh, yeah, that all fits. And, which, yeah, because I think it fits in the persona that I have, which yeah, is sort yeah. of geeky white dude. Yes. I guess is my persona. Um, I'm not as defined as like a Rich Hall or Dave Fulton like mm. that. They're a different kind of American than me. Yeah, right. I'm much. I'm almost like Canadian, which is awful. <laughs> yeah. It's so terrible to be close to that. But the bill that, that bugs me that isn't quite right is when I'm trying to say um, to talk about getting into the that I'm not a rule follower because right now I'm going into that by saying I followed all the rules in COVID. Yeah. And a I'm worried how long is that going to be because people seem to collectively have a, a need to just shut that all out now, mm. and that's got to go away. And so I, the moment I talk about the fact that I followed the rules in COVID, you know, I'm the guy that, you know, follow the rule of six and have my friends invited me over um, and they're a family of four, we're a family of four and, and I, I follow all the rules. It just doesn't feel, it doesn't, mm. like I, if I needed a different, like what's, a, just, just to immediately sum up quickly yes. that I follow the rules. Right. Because that's the thing. Because how long have you been doing this bit? Well, I started doing it, it, it the it was based on events. It was based on a true story that happened in 2019. Yeah. And so I literally was just doing it right as lockdown mm. happened is when it started. Yeah. And then obviously, you know, but this bit time. about following the rules, because I found I have I've mentioned this on the podcast before. I had a joke that was like banging to do with Zoom, mm. like gigs on Zoom. Yeah. And I'd and the last six months, it, it, there's no point even doing it because yeah. it just it just doesn't resonate at all now so do you think like rule the six and all that probably that people aren't even they're not even thinking that, about it anymore that, no that mindset so I, you know if it's a, I, you know i guess go to traffic or i don't maybe i don't even need it because the, the line i have out of the back of it does work about where i say um that my wife gets annoyed with me that i follow the rules because that's it was a story the story i tell is about you know seeing yeah. friends and i you know and then i say um uh that you normally you you like it if when i'm compliant mistress and that yes. works, you know, nice. so I'm, it's yeah, kind of yeah, like, yeah. what What do I need to run up to that? Or can yeah. I just say it? Yeah. Because, you know, when you see like you as a one liner, just, everything is so succinct and tight <laughs> and short and uh, it's so beautiful. One liner. Thinking, like, is there a joke in something like following the rules and then be, this is my mind. Okay, this probably, this isn't good, probably, but <laughs> it's like following the rules. Like during lockdown, I always wore a mask. Mm. Uh, and then like the reveal be when you're in some sort, you know, when you're in an orgy, some massive orgy or something so that <laughs> you are breaking the rule. But you don't want to give that impression. I was just I trying to think how you get a the joke. Rules in that sense, yeah, I've got to be compliant. Yeah, yeah. Um, I used to have a bit of, I think one of the ways into it was about traffic rules, that I follow traffic rules as well. Oh, so you don't, it doesn't have to be about lockdown. You just it want does, something could, to yeah, do if just, you follow rules. Yeah, I think it Because eventually lockdown's lockdown going to be dead, part isn't of it, it? Other than... Um, yeah, because I, I did mention, because I did do the joke the, the weekend before, I was kind of still rolling it out like the weekend mm. before uh, lockdown. And that, that last Friday of gigs or Saturday of gigs, I don't know if you remember, it was a weird, it was so weird because yes. we knew we weren't supposed to be out. Yeah, yeah. And I was in a, I was, uh, in a 400 seat auditorium, Pat, you know, it was full. Everybody's like, we shouldn't fucking be here. Mm. This is, we're going to all die. And at the end of it, someone genuinely did come up at the, or at the, after I was saying, no one ever gives me drugs, this guy actually came up and gave me a joint in front of 400 people. Really? Yeah. It was incredible. Wow. It was that, so weird. Such a good moment. That's, yeah. It was just, because we were all like giddy. I got left um, a joint in my bucket once in Edinburgh. <laughs> uh, do you think that was intentional? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think, but. I, but I'm not, I've never, I, I've, I've never done any, like you say you're geeky, yeah. I've never done anything. Mm. I've never, I've never even toked on a cigarette before. I've not even tried it. I don't think it. you toke a cigarette. 
Don't you toke? Not a cigarette. What, you what, just smoke you a toke? cigarette. What do you toke? You, marijuana. That's it. Well, that's called oh, a toke. Is it? So this I don't is, think okay, the verb. This, this is basically. You are shown. more of a. <laughs> so I you're worse with drugs what, than I am because I'm desperate no. for people to give me drugs and no one ever does. No, no yeah, I, I know nothing. I know nothing. <laughs> like I, I literally haven't even tried a cigarette before. Anything like that? Any drugs? The only time I've had any drugs hmm. is when I my drink got spiked by accident. So I so this I was at a party. It's quite dark, really. I was at a party and um, is at uni. It's my girlfriend at the time's house party, and it was her housemate's birthday. And her housemate during the party just came up to me and, "Oh, you drink my drink? I'm too drunk." Like that. I drank it, and I, I woke up the next morning not knowing what had happened. Wow. Um, and I and because I was going back home for half term the next day, hmm. so I this is quite a long story. Sorry. <laughs> I've started it now. Um, and I woke up and she, I said to her, oh, I don't remember much about last night. And she sort of, sort of got a bit annoyed with me. It's just something just, and I didn't really think much of it. And then I went back for a half term and then I spoke to her like a few days later on the phone. I said, I still don't remember anything. And all that drive home, I had dilated eyes. Like, oh, wow. yeah. And, uh, and she went, you really don't remember. And I was like, no, she went, we did like the most extreme sexual things. We like it, it was. It got really crazy, apparently. But I don't remember any of it. Oh my god! So I must have just got like super horny on this <laughs> thing. But but the reason we know what it was is because so there was a dodgy druggy guy there, mm. and it was he was a friend of the birthday girl, and he the next day. Right, so basically that night, luckily my housemate stayed in her room just because mm. it just slept over because they're friends. And that druggy guy tried to get in her room because he, uh, and now we know why, because he assumed, and there, and there were then in the past, there, there had been some things where she'd woke up a bit sort of dodgy. Like it's really dark, but I'm so, so technically I'm so glad I did take the hit. Yeah. But that's the only, that's the only drugs I've ever had. There you go. <laughs> can I borrow that? Let's be, I'll yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah, I'll yeah, yeah, that. you can take that, mate. You can take that. Um, yeah. But yeah. So I think it. So I don't, yeah, so I'm, I think, I think I probably have to dump the COVID. I just need to I find think, a new rule I think rule you to do break. now. Yeah. But it's such a... Yeah. So what sort of rule to not break do you mean? Things that rule you need to, to not break, yeah. So with traffic rules, like I get... Like when I was um, I was supporting Sean Walsh on tour, he would always give me so much shit about stopping at yellow lights. I So as soon as it starts to go yellow, I slow down. Yeah. Whereas he was like wanting me to go through the yellow because technically you can. But when you for me, when, I was, when yeah. you're tired, you can... So I can't. You can't judge it as well. So I'd rather not jump a red and just stop, yeah. which I think is normal. That is, that um, is reasonable, and that's following the so, rules. So, okay, so then that's not something that everyone would get annoyed at. Then stopping it yellow. I'm just trying to think of what what people would think was a bit over the top for you to follow. Yeah, exactly. It has to be something that most people would not bother to do, or well, I guess because everybody decides. To it's like break. whether you cross the road without a traffic light. Like, would you cr- like if you always wait for the green, even yeah. though it's clear? It's that sort of thing, isn't it? Yes. Yes, but I come from a place. I mean, Seattle is a place where you do get a hundred dollar ticket if you jaywalk. I really so, but I've lost that living in London for twenty two years. I, I I don't have any patience for that anymore. I I, I I will definitely cross the street. Yeah, yeah, and plus I have you know years ago I traveled a lot in India and the Middle East, and cross there's crossing the street there is is just like this religious experience where you're going with the flow of tra- no one stops, but people really? still cross the street. It's it's it's. Oh wow! Cairo is been. insane. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So that's but we're off topic. But, so it's, uh, no, it's not off topic because that's <laughs> someone that follows the rules. That must be like extreme that, for you. Well, I think yeah, maybe that's the thing. Is 
I think that what would be fun to set up with that is that I always follow the rules, but then here's where I don't because they're stupid rules. I mean, we don't okay, we don't yes. follow stupid rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, but you know why you get to make them stupid? I mean, mm. just like, um, I think yeah, there's something there to play with. Because you did that. do a joke about the government not following the rules, didn't you? Yeah, but again, and that's, that's going to COVID, and that's referring to COVID. But that's going to get that, old that will as well. get old eventually. Yeah, um, you just got to hope something else happens. Well, I think with this government, we have a very good chance. Yes, <laughs> that they will do something wrong very, very soon. Um, so, so you yeah. need, you feel like you need that bit to to establish. You need something to establish. Well, because it's establishing, yeah, that A, that I am, it's extraordinary for me to go and buy drugs, which mm. is the core of the story. Yeah. Um, and yeah, but I just worry that maybe it's going to get old. But I'm sure this, this, there must be, yeah, traffic things. What else? What other rules can you. I keep coming back to traffic. Uh, what other rules? I think decorum things are good too. Well, one. Uh, hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This is one. So this is. I see. Sometimes I end up doing things because I've lived. So you know, I'm from America, but I've been here for 22 years, and I end up doing a lot of cultural comparison in mm. my stand-up. I can't get away from it, partly because it interests me. Yes. So you know, sometimes you feel like, well, should I stop talking about being American? But but things will happen. Yeah. And you're like, ah, but it's I'm still an American here. You'll never accept me. Yes. So right. um, one of the things that is an unspoken rule, but you guys don't know it's an unspoken rule, is that you don't allow people to go upstairs in your homes. Oh, that's funny. If you, I don't, have you ever realized that? If you go to somebody's house, it, unless it, the toilet is upstairs, yeah. you're not invited upstairs. Yeah. But in order for you to get a laugh out of that, and I found this with a few things over the years, that you don't know that you do that. Yeah, so yeah. me just saying it isn't enough. I have to explain to you that that's weird that did to make, me. Yes. And then I, it, so then you, take, you have to back it up more and you can't just. So, so why is that? Why, yeah, why don't you let people? I don't know if it's is a it, privacy. Cause, cause, uh, but in America, are different things upstairs? No, what, here it's just bedrooms, and that's a bit weird, I suppose. To, well, there's if, no point going if, up. Have you been to the States? I've been once. Like on holidays, or have you visited people? Vis- visited people, yeah. So do, usually what they'll do is they'll, if you go to their house for the first time, they'll give you a tour of the house. Yes. They'll go, 
oh, do you want to see the house? And you get to go, you have license to go everywhere in that house. Yeah. You can open cupboards. You can be like, oh, what's this space here? You know, <laughs> and so you have to, if someone comes around, you have to clean the whole house. Mm. Whereas I think here, maybe you've just got... Yeah, we just don't want to be lazy. Gra- grandpa upstairs <laughs> or something. Yeah, yeah like we don't that. want to see. Um, so, I mean, that that's a bit, I, I've done that bit. I don't remember if I did that in one Does of my Edinburgh shows. Work? I think it did. Yeah. It's, def- a, it's definitely, fu- it's a very funny observation. But again, but it requires because, explanation. But the be- yeah, but the best observations are the things that we don't realize that we yeah. we do until it's told. We do, we're told. And there was another. Well, there's a bit that did. Uh, it took me a while to get it to work because you didn't realize it's a problem, and that's um, that your boilers are, are are shit here, right? <laughs> right? But if you just say that people and so you have to because I had a whole bit about filling up a birthing pool at home and I ran out of hot water and everything. And, right. Um, and but I ran out of hot water because because of the plumbing here. So in order to so I, again I, when I go into it, I have to explain it more mm. so that because people here don't realize that the plumbing's not very good. I mean, you do if you think about how you have to flush and yeah. Was it Bill Hicks who had a routine about jiggling the toilet? There's somebody else who did it about having to pump. Is that was that about this country? About this country, really? I don't know if it was Bill Hicks or someone else yeah, who did it yeah. years ago as an observation. It's been a long time since I've seen the Bill Hicks special. Yeah, but um, I had a birthing pool joke that it, it never flew really, but it was it. Oh, I can't remember what it was. It was something to do with part of it had she wanted. Oh, she wanted a she wanted a birthing pool, but she wanted a C section, so we had to fill it with salt <laughs> or something. Something like that, sea yeah. sea water. I don't know. Something like that. It was not. It never really worked. But just, <laughs> I just remember that because you said perfect <laughs> pool. Um, but do you keep? I mean, so do you? You will you just let that go and maybe come back to it later? A joke like that. That joke. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I mean it's there, and if something came up to do perfect pools, I would try and get yeah. it out. And but it's one of those where I tried it so many times that it just didn't get. It would always get a bit of a laugh, mm. but I just want everything to bang. So yeah. if if it doesn't, it eventually it well, that's going to be one of your ones that when you go into the audience and ask for yeah. subjects, essentially, if you've someone's got pregnant that, and something comes up, then you've got or yeah, like, yeah you've got a joke there for yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, it has worked, but like, it'll probably work better if it feels like it's on the fly rather mm. than a set up yeah. joke. Um, so. So, so the boilers bit—that's that bit. So that's a similar sort of thing. That's similar, but yeah, I have to explain. Mm. And again, it's kind of like you know that you're. Is, is the upstairs thing a new bit, or is that something? Is that in your set now? No, no, no it's not in my set now. I kind of—I I don't know if I ever actually. I think I tried it enough, and I didn't get it to work enough that it got dropped out. It might have been one of my last Edinburgh shows. Right, okay. I can't remember, but it's definitely something I've forgotten about. Yeah, that I might try but, again. But that, to me, that's such a good observation that there is a perfect way of doing that. Yeah, it just might take a bit need a bit of time. It yeah, it just requires me to go through. Well, it requires two things. One, if I'm going to talk, I would then talk about the counter side of it of how you get to go around in an American's house and get to find things. Mm. I think it would need that part of it, and then it would also then need me to explain have a reason why you don't let people upstairs. Yeah. So um, is the American thing is it like a showing off thing? Do you think that I, they, I they're proud so. proud of their? It's house? like this is my castle, and I will show you all of my castle. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you just you just do it. But I remember, I mean, yeah, when I stayed at. It was very much make yourself at home, and because mm. it was, I stayed at a friend's parents in America, and so I had a room upstairs anyway. So I was allowed up there anyway, yes, yeah. because I, I had the room. But but it was very open. Mm. But I'm just trying to think. Yeah, I just don't know why anyone would want to go upstairs. In I think I guess well, it's a I don't know but if it's it a is, British reservedness thing. Yeah, because when the kids were little, my wife when we when we were kids, yeah. and like and friends were over anything, the rule would be you can't go upstairs. But mm. I guess that's because just in case they get themselves into find something they shouldn't or I guess I don't know 
My wife is convinced that when our kids were little, they would go, they went upstairs to play in the kids' room, and the parents were all downstairs. Yeah. But my wife went to check on the kids, so she just went up there to the kids' room and was sitting with the kids. And the 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 woman whose house we were at found my wife upstairs and was like, "What are you doing up here?" <gasps> and we we never spoke to them again. That was like what? it. It was like it was dead. What? We were dead to them. Is that? <laughs> the, but the kids were up there. The kids, and were, the up kids there, were allowed. Up but there. she was. My wife convinced that, that after that we were never that we, we were done. Did she she literally yeah. said I mean she was wearing the woman's clothes but you know. <laughs> yeah so there we go that might be there's the joke <laughs> there's the joke that's funny that's if you found a joke that's I'll something you that. haven't tried no no that's just sort of that that's great okay there we go there so we... this session is now paid well, for well it's, it's worth it it's absolutely <laughs> worth it um but that's that's that that I mean that is but that's were they quite posh I think so but that is a good joke about wearing the clothes but that you, well, is there anything else that you, she could be doing like that yeah like, what else would be just to be well my mind always goes towards things like sex toys but the kids are involved so you probably don't want to bring up that um that's true yeah <laughs> i think clothes is probably the most logical clothes is great simple it's, yeah without I being too problem was yeah she's wearing her shoes yeah she, you know she liked silk lingerie you can maybe go with that <laughs> so how have we um, got to this from what we started with so uh, what... well we're talking about rules oh yeah and then uh, so that is almost like a rule isn't it that it's is like we'll a... see that's a rule yeah but it's but that would be one that I would probably put on the, the rules I would allow myself to break yeah, yeah, versus rules I would stick to. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I, I'm just over, I think that, I think if it was part of, a, maybe I could keep the rule of six thing. Well, I guess because the, the joke, the, the rule of six, keeping that, that's not, that's not getting me to the funny part, which yes. is the joke about, you know, me saying to my wife, I'm compliant. Although it does allow me to say right, yeah. that the other part, it didn't really work last night because we were, we're, we're. It was an unusual the, gig last night. That's true. Because the line I other have is that I try and say that, and it, you know, they were our closest friends. They were our, our closest friends in England. Um, and when I say that, I, they're, they're our only friends in yeah. England because you're unfriendly people. <laughs> but I did that joke tonight where we are in Wales and they yeah. kind of, I thought they'd like me dissing on the English. Oh, but they yeah. sort of went, oh no, we're, or maybe they're all because we're in Cardiff, and could be. I've had Welsh people yeah. tell me that Cardiff isn't really Wales, so that could be. But I, so I think that's fine. So my in my but, head, I'm like, because you say friendly twice, don't you? In that, hmm. is there a way to substitute a, a word for you're not? Is there another word for friendly? Because hmm. do you because you then say because you're unfriendly people? Yeah. And then what was it? You did say a friend something about not being friendly before that. Well, there are closest friends in England. Oh, friends, and then there are closest friendly. friends in England. There are best friends, and what I mean that there are only friends because you're generally not very friendly. Yeah, is that too many friends? No, and then after that, you then say, you say it again, friend, unfriendly, don't you? Mm-hmm. Don't you say? Un- no, well, there from there, I would hope that would hopefully that I've done that before, and that's generally that worked. stops there. Yeah, and then yes. from there, I go that my wife told me off for being okay, rude. Yeah, and I say I wasn't being rude; I was being compliant. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think, well, I guess it, it's nicer if it could be because if because I want to set up my wife telling me off, mm. so it's another social norm. It's funny if you're following all your your wife's rules as well. I think. Yeah, my well, my wife has told me she doesn't make rules. She just has. I've always wanted to make this a bit. She does. She goes like she doesn't have rules. She has um, uh, suggestions for better living. I've always wanted to turn that into a bit. That you have to do that. You have to follow, and if you don't, you'll be reminded repeatedly that they're wrong. I've always that's some, that's something I've always wanted to try and turn into a bit, but I yeah, forgot that about like it. that will go naturally on the back of it. Yeah, that, yeah, she doesn't. Have, yeah, that could be maybe fit into there um, because well, you, you, that should in, initiate laughs of recognition through the audience. You'd think because you would like, hope. That, that, that there would be a lot of that within relationships. Doesn't not necessarily the woman, could yeah, be yeah. the man has it. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, there'll definitely be one partner that is more 
like that. So I had a girlfriend where I wasn't allowed to wear jeans on the bed. Does that sound weird to you? Because to me, that was always weird. You're not. You, it's just jeans. You can't sit on the bed with your jeans on. But could you have like fancy trousers? <laughs> well, of course. I mean, you know, we are we are recording this in a bedroom. But it was really um, weird about and I wondered on. why you were in your I'm, pants. I'm, I'm doing, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm actually on my. I'm actually feeling really naughty now because I'm on the, the hotel bed in my jeans. But I'm, it, what, I'm fully you, erect right now. <laughs> would you? Could you wear other outdoor clothing on the bed, like tr- fancy trousers always, or shorts? Would, I would always just but not jeans. Bed in whatever. But she wouldn't let me wear jeans. Jeans was the thing. Yeah. So other trousers and stuff were fine. I think so. I just remember it being jeans. Maybe it was it's like a fetish thing. It's a little while ago, but just, I is think this the current girlfriend? Is... No, no, no. Okay. I haven't got a girlfriend at the moment. I think uh, it, I, I think it was the one before. <laughs> How many are we? T- let's, let's, that's a different <laughs> podcast as well. Um, but um, but yeah, right. but then, but then that that's come from. I think she that's just come from a different lifestyle, isn't it? But like her parents would have had that rule. I would. Yeah, thought. definitely. That's a weird rule. Yeah, and but I think uh, she was she was international. I'm not going to say specifically which because that then would reveal to people that know me who that was. Ah, but I've had okay. I've been I've had a couple of international a few international girlfriends. How many so, girlfriends? Have you... Well, I just don't know. Let's not go into that. I've been married for too long. All right. Well, that, all right, there was one other part of that routine I wanted to di- to dissect a little oh, bit, yeah. and I don't know if you saw this part because it's a part that it doesn't have to be in there, but I do try and. I can't it so because it ends up being a little bit of social commentary but I don't know if I need it because it kind of it might just destroy the flow of the bit and it's where I finally have bought my drugs Mm. um spoiler alert yeah in the story and I mean it took me a while to settle on what drugs to buy because in the reality of it was they were brownies right yeah and then but so I made them gummy bears okay and then I start calling I start for a while I was calling them gummy drugs and someone pointed out it's better keeps it call, and I do repeat because I want it to be ridiculous and I'm so I do repeat a lot the gummy yes but said someone just recently said keep calling them gummy bears because that's funnier than just gummy drugs do people know do you initiate do you establish what gummy bears are do people, earlier you know what gummy bears are I do but I don't like I always think, think about my mum would she know what that is and she wouldn't know what that is because she just think that just sounds like sweet so yeah so, so maybe I need a different sweet because I, because it's, I'm not happy yet. I'm still not happy with how gummy bears is. It's not the right. Is that what they're called? They're yeah, they're gummy bears. Well, yeah, they're you know they're little, they're like a Haribo but shaped like little bears. Right, but they're but but you can get those that aren't. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. You just buy. It's like a kid's. Nor, you would give your kids gummy bears. Yeah. But yeah. So just you. But you can get marijuana laced gummies. Yes. So is that what you do? Establish that. Yeah, maybe not clearly enough. If, I don't, if you're I, confused by it. <laughs> no. So, so how do you go into that bit? So I talk about the fact that I go into the guy. And I say I want to get. So I don't smoke, so I want to get something edible. And he goes, I know exactly what to get to you. Okay. And he comes back. Oh, there and you he go. Gives so that me is established. Some marijuana laced gummy bears. Oh, oh yeah, bears. yeah, yeah. You established that. Then. Yeah. And then you and you call them laced gummy bears. Yeah. Oh, perfect. That's fine. Yeah. Then. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. That's... So I guess if, but if maybe it would. What would be the better sweet in Britain? I think gummy bears is fine. It's fine. Yeah. I think so. J- jelly babies. Jelly babies. We don't have gummy. Ba- well, they are gummy don't... little bears, but I don't. I feel like jelly babies are the more famous. Maybe jelly. I might try jelly babies. Jelly babies, but then you're saying babies and drugs. I don't know if that makes sense. Well, that might be even funnier. Might be marijuana jelly, laced jelly babies. Harry Like, can they literally lace any sweet with marijuana? Yeah, you can. I think you can. It's a. It's a right. See, herb. You can cook with it. Jeez. Oh right. You, yeah, you don't nothing. even toke a cigarette. No, no, no. I've done zero. Cigarette. But I'm such a loser. Have you got any other bits that um, you brought with you? What is the other bit that I wanted to talk about? Um, uh, well, this is another. See, a lot of my things is it. It's figuring out how to get into stuff in a way, because I because uh, the 
there's uh, I have a bit about the fact that you know there's all this discussion about gender identity at the moment, mm. and usually it's driven by people like me, white middle-aged straight men. I don't know why they're yeah. so obsessed with it. And that's so. I think that's my setup, which I haven't got a joke about because I don't like having. I don't want to go too long, obviously, before a punchline. Because the joke that I'm leading to is the fact that all of these men keep, keep telling me I need to do something to protect my daughter because of the gender identity crisis. And so I, so I asked, so I, I, you know, what are you doing to protect your daughter? And I, then I say, um, well, I, I don't live in the United States. Which works and gets a laugh. Right. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, although yeah, I tagged onto good. that, which I think goes in the wrong direction. I said, she lives in Afghanistan. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't work as a tag. Because right. I think it's making the alternative <laughs> point. Well, and I wrote, and that came, I wrote that joke right after, that part of the joke right after Roe v. Wade was overturned. But I think that's in the consciousness now that, you know, that mm. America is not as good a place for women. Yeah, yeah. Um, because, in general, I mean, that's the advantage I have doing jokes here about America is that British people generally know about America. Mm. All, you know, um, I've, don't really gig in the states if, if i did i couldn't do jokes about that britain close. because america doesn't know anything about britain yeah 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 that's funny <laughs> um but yeah it's, uh, figuring out how to bring up because the problem is, is once you start to if you bring up a subject like gender identity and trans mm. issues immediately you can see people going oh where's he going yeah, with this one they're, they're start panicking. and and get worried so i think i just need to like dive straight into it and be like but yeah how why are I, I guess you need to get your angle across early so they know where you are with it that it's a, either a, with, with like a where you stand space. with it yeah i think because they just because they're going to be on the edge until you sort of reveal your yeah your politics with it i think it, i mean i guess sometimes when you're going into material like this it depends uh, you can get all the way with a lot if you have the right kind of twinkle in your eye mm. and that's why you know some people and i think if they they can they they trust you hopefully in your intentions yeah. and i try and that's play. why you need to establish early yeah. doors what you what you actually think yeah and i think i'm happy to push and play with that a little bit because even when i try not to be edgy so what's like happened the, when you've done any material with it uh like, it's the end part gets a laugh okay the the you know keeping my daughter uh out of america that works. So, yeah. you, so that's the punch. Now. That works. Yeah. Right. But it's good and, that you got that to kind of yeah. build on now. Now that you know that works yeah. as a punchline. But the part that I, after that, which uh, I still haven't found isn't solid yet, is talking about the fact. So I go back to my daughter and I say, you know, are you worried about your gender identity? And she's like, no. And like, like you know, like I'm an asshole for asking. Like the way only right. teenagers yes. can say things back to you. And um, uh, and then I realized that you know. I never thought, and she's she's like, I've thought about my gender identity. Of course, I have. Like, haven't? And I, and I realized the only gender identity thinking that I ever did in the 1980s, growing up as a teenager, was worried that I was gay. Yeah, that yeah. was it. And I started to write more on that. And then I remembered, and then I saw Stephen Carlin, who has an incredible routine about right. uh, growing up in the gayest village in Scotland, and it's mm. a great bit. So I was like, I realized I'm getting kind of close into that okay, territory yeah. a little bit, um, because and then growing up, and I've done this a couple times at New Material Nights. I was so worried about having being get called gay. Like that's in mm. the eighties, you, you get labeled as gay, and but at the same time, all I wanted to see were boobies. Yeah, and the contradiction of those two things, <laughs> I didn't put together for years. Right. Yeah. And at the end of it, and this is where I just don't know if it's just two root one. I go, if I'd realized that earlier, I would have sucked a lot less cock. Yeah. <laughs> but is that? I just don't. I feel. I feel like it's just a bit too like. Uh, it's just going right to a dick. You know. I don't think that's. It's, I think that's okay, isn't it? That's that's. I think it's funny. It's just a pull back and reveal. It's great. Yeah. Classic pull back and reveal. I mean, there's shit pull back and reveals. Mm. Like really obvious ones. Yeah. But that's not an obvious pullback. You didn't reveal. see that coming? No, literally. Hey. 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 I'll add that in. Um, hey, you guys didn't see that? 
coming. Mm-hmm. And then I'll wink. And then just sort of wank and then... <laughs> Um, so if you can add a wank gesture into the set, it's so I think funny that's how earlier you said about if there's a dick joke at the end, I'll do I'll, it. I'll and then, yeah, why not? I think that's, that's yeah. a, I think that's a good solid bit, isn't it? Yeah, I think. Hey, <laughs> come on! I didn't it's not, it's not a bit. One. It's not a bit. Um, yeah, it's just uh, what, I, what I have to figure out is how to get into it in the first place without mm. freaking the audience out. Yeah, yeah. So you think, would you, so you know that the America line works. The America line you works. Wouldn't, you couldn't move the other bit in before it? If you know that's a stronger bit for the end, or would it? Uh, you mean talking, being worried about being gay in the 80s? Yeah, maybe you can come back to his the conversation. Oh, you right. Could start the yeah, conversation, yeah, yeah. talk about talking to your mm. daughter about it, and then go back to conversation and then reveal. Yeah, yeah. You're not worried because. Sucking his cock. Oh, the fat bit of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Something in there. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess, well, I just, in general, I guess I'm fascinated by why these people are so obsessed with it. Yeah. Where do you go and do your new material? Um,. Well, I, I I have a kind of new material night now, so that's once a month. Oh, cool. And so that helps. And then, I mean, post-COVID, I, I haven't been getting into town as much to do little gigs mm. and things. So yeah. it's definitely, I, I've, I've been struggling to get on the new material ladder again post-COVID, I think, just busy with other life things and yeah, other gigging does, and stuff. Yeah. So the chance to try things out is various gigs where I can wiggle stuff in. Mm. And do you um, write specifically kind of for your own night? I try to. I yeah. mean, it's kind of, I mean, you're sort of, and then the it, only thing you know, with only having one of your own night is if you go in with an idea and it's, a, it's the same audience. Yeah. You, and then you think, oh, well, actually, if I do that to that and that's that, you can't really go and try that on that same audience because they've already heard the concept. Yeah. So I you think you need a few, don't you? Yeah. But I mean, also, if you're, if you're trying something new at one of your own gigs, you're not too worried because if you fuck up, you're, yeah, you, of course. you probably will book yourself mm. again. Yeah. So that gives you that <laughs> latitude, that safety net of stuff. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, it's the kind of thing that it's just getting back into the, mm. the groove of it and yeah, getting yeah. out there and, and doing it. But, but I like it. I mean, the thrill, you know, there's, that's my favorite thing to do. Yeah. Is, is, is what you the get buzz it. from not knowing what, whether something's going to be good or not. Yeah. Think. And when it does work, you can't beat that. Yeah. Yeah, and it's then, the closest thing to getting back to that feeling of when you started comedy and actually being nervous in yeah. that way because yeah. there's still nerves yeah. sometimes for a gig. You want it's it to really go well, to, but it's not the same. You should, unless you've done it, you just don't quite understand what that feeling is before mm. a gig when you're first new. Yeah. I do. I actually do miss that. that oh buzz. yeah, the scene. I mean, well, I, I don't know. I was really lucky coming up because it was kind of the height of all of the new that, you know, you could just turn up to gigs and get spots. There were no bringer gigs. There was mm. none of this stay to the end. It was just, you just, there was a ton of gigs to, to yeah. go to every night, you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, and you have, you know, you have to call to book them actually rather than yeah, just yeah, email or yeah. now that people are getting gigs by Instagram, which I'm like, Oh fuck, I know. Yeah. That Facebook forum has changed everything. Yeah. It used to be Chortle. For when Chortle I started, forum. it was the Chortle forum. Yeah. That was the big thing. Yeah. That feels like a million years ago now. Well, I remember when the when the Chortle forum started, and I posted on there, "Hey, why don't we use this as a place to get gigs?" Oh, and you started it. I didn't start the, but I mean, on the forum, yeah, yeah, I, I suggested that as an idea. Like, yeah. why don't we use this new thing? And somebody just, of course, because the comedy forums are always such toxic cesspools. Somebody yeah. immediately came back with, "That's a dumb idea. You'll never book gigs this way. Don't be an idiot." And, that, and I was like, "And now it's the only know, way you, to get gigs." You saw it, you saw it mate. I you're saw the future. You're, you're a but I didn't do anything with that future. <laughs> most of my career is seeing something and then not doing Speaking it. Speaking about the future, you've got a yeah. new podcast. I do. Uh, yes, it's um, it's not really comedy. 
comedy. It's 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 a, it's where I call across the pond, my home country, oh, yeah. and uh, talk to people about what's happening politically. So it's called American oh. Exchange, and that's um, good. Good it's, title. Yeah, it's. Uh, I've been really lucky. I've had uh, Mary Trump on there, the niece of the president, the former what? guy. Um, How did you pull that off? Uh, Twitter. I I tweeted at her, <laughs> and uh, and I am <clears throat> lucky enough to have a, a blue tick on my. Uh, that helps. That helps. It? it really does. Because I've I, never had a goddamn blue tick. Well, I don't I, know how I get a goddamn blue tick. I got in right. So what happened was, for a while, they had a form you could fill out, and because I you know do little media appearances sometimes mm. for, to talk about American politics and do comedy. Yeah. Um, you just would put down your media appearances with clips and links and then they form and like three months later they come back and say, say yes or no. But they shut that down because when they did that, a lot of right wing um, white supremacists also got blue ticks. Uh, so I rode that white supremacist flag in. Oh, legend. Yeah. And um, I've changed my views now. But um, so that I, I think that that especially because so outside of so they don't know me from adam but oh blue tick so she replied and wow. um i was like sure so i've had her on and um anthony scaramucci the mooch the guy he he was he worked for donald trump for 11 days and famously right. got fired oh yes yeah, um, yeah, yeah. and so he's fairly well known and some other political figures that if you're into american politics oh, i've had on there so, so, it's, so yeah go to, so, so it's up there now it's up yeah it's up it's, it's on all the podcast places and it's it's fun and mary trump is delightful she's actually really nice it's, it's yeah. just so weird to be like so What's you know? Ask like questions about your uncle and just yes. say what's and he, she's like, oh god, yeah, he would always do this and that. And oh, really? Like, yeah, and oh, it's well, brilliant. This, that one, yeah, go this to that, everyone. Eric McElroy. I did that quite, I tried to do it loud but quiet. Yeah, but I just realised you didn't want to do that too loud. Cause no, no, because they they'll be able to hear it. You've, Mark's got a thing about people being able to hear back, us backstage. Well, you talk very loudly backstage <laughs> and I swear they can hear you. Anyway, we better, we better get cracking. We've got a show to do. Um, I'm off to Barbados, um, although when you hear this, I, I would have just got back from Barbados, but we want to be ahead of the game so you don't miss out any podcasts. So hope you enjoyed it. Um, any feedback, let us know at Jokes with Mark across all social media. Um, more tour shows are on sale now. Go to marksimmons.co.uk to find out where we're going. Um, and please, oh, thank you so much for everyone leaving five-star reviews over on Apple Podcasts. We're trying to bury a dodgy one, <laughs> and it's working. So thanks so much. And if you're if you're enjoying the podcast, you're new to it, head over to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review, say something nice. Um, and we really appreciate it. Um, anything more from you, Danny? Nothing more from me, Mark. Anything more from you, Mark? Nothing me from me. <laughs> Nothing more from me, Danny. Hashtag Ooga, everybody. The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris for the most anticipated Roland Garros in years. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled tournament access as the world's top players in tennis face off against each other. Will the veteran champions continue their dominance or will a fresh face emerge to challenge their legacy on the clay courts? Daily live coverage of this epic showdown begins Monday, May 20th. Don't miss a matchup. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.